live streaming is on. Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is May the 12th. 2020 strong hand long-term thinking having hype 2024 <laughs> oh personal responsibilities new counterculture offended by selling all right dudes unconfiscatable of course hello my lead friends if you have questions i've got answers you can type them in if you're watching this live play this at 2x if it's taped 2 p.m baltimore time on friday this week in Bitcoin, best freaking guest in the space. Last week's This Week in Bitcoin, link to below. All the great shows, link to below. Always check out all the links below. And of course, follow me on Twitter, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Yes, people are happy in the chat because I'm on at a freaking normal time today. Pound that like button. It's not even 7 p.m. on the West Coast yet. And I haven't taken my walk of the day, but I will soon. Okay, remember, let's talk about the old days real fast here. Uh, since we had the beautiful halving yesterday, and, and by the way, Bitcoin halving 2020 was trending on Twitter yesterday. I did not mention that, but uh, hey, that's nice. And <laughs> I talk about Twitter all the time, and they, all, all the nonsense that trends on there. It was good to see something also. Now, a lot of you who've been watching this show for a while, might remember back in 2016, one of my sayings I had after the 2016 having people back then were obsessed with the fiat price and would ask for predictions. And even back then, I, I knew not to, I didn't like to clickbait pr predictions. Okay. I knew it was nonsense. So I would say at the 2020 having, I will just, I will be happy if it's a thousand dollars. I will be happy if it's $1,000 at the 2020 halving. So now it definitely was $1,000, wasn't it? Uh, and soon, soon after I, I started to say that uh, saying, uh, you know, it was 2017 and, and then uh, clearly at, at the start of 2017 or by this point in 2017, the spring of 2017, uh, it, it was obvious that a thousand was definitely a, a, a low range uh, uh, prediction for, for the 2020 having. But I will say this: uh, 2024 having, I'll be happy. I'll I'll be happy if it's twenty one thousand dollars. There, there you go, fiat freaks. You want me to say a fiat number? There again, I'll just be happy. It's twenty one thousand dollars. That's more than the all time high. That'll satisfy me. I mean. I know a lot of uh, other people won't be satisfied, but if for all the fiat freaks who purchase Bitcoin at this point in time, um, you'll be ahead. <laughs> you'll be ahead if it's twenty one thousand in uh, all, in twenty twenty four. So I'll be I'll be I'll be perfectly fine if it's twenty one thousand in uh, at, at the at the next halving. Okay, per perfectly fine. So that that's a, a classic flashback to my my a thousand uh perfectly happy so maybe i'll say that more often i'll be perfectly happy some people might get angry when i, when I say something like that what you won't be it has to be six digit round by then it doesn't have to be 
it'll it'll get to 60. Let's let's be patient here. So long-term thinking, set your goals. Let long-term thinking set right now. What is it? It's not even nine thousand dollars. So if, if you bought a bunch of Bitcoin today and if it's and I'm happy at twenty-one thousand in twenty twenty-four, you'll you'll be very happy also. Okay, double your money, more than double your money, you fiat freaks. Again, just try to get as much Bitcoin as possible. Value your wealth in Bitcoin as, as I do. I don't I don't care about the fiat freaking price. I'm trying to get more Bitcoin all the darn time, any by any means necessary. Uh, turning those uh, crypto dividends into Bitcoin. Play this at 2x, people. Please, please play this at 2x if you're watching this tape. Now, what else do we have here? Tone Vay shared a video. I don't know who made this video. It's a really cool video of the Bitcoin event timeline from the last halving until the 2020 halving. So it's play to 2x, of course, this video. And you see everything that's happened that was a big story from 2016 to 2020. For those of you who were not around, it'll educate you some. For those of you who've been around the entire time like I have, it, it, it brings back some nice memories. Now, we've got a tweet from uh, – and let me tell you something about fitting in, being overrated, okay? Now, uh, there's people that walk by this window here. I got the windows open. I, I don't care. I want the light coming in. And so people are walking by. And there's not many people should be walking by the breezeway, but I saw two people walk by. And I don't give a darn. I'm standing here in my boxers and and a shirt. When some a lot of for insider information, I don't usually wear pants when I do this show. Uh, but, so I, I'm you know talking at a, at a uh, talking in very you know I've got I'm, lots of energy directed at a, a laptop. I don't give a darn. Look at me. I'm wearing my boxers and you know look look at that. Who cares? Fitting in his own Dude, the people must be what the guy screaming at his laptop in his boxers. Yeah, great. <laughs> you should you should like tune into the show, man. Come on, watch the watch. The, now no one's out there right now. I'm talking to a wall basically, but uh, they, they they hear me. Uh, a couple sometimes uh, if they're outside, they can hear me. Anyway, uh, that that's all about you know fitting in as be a unique beast. That's that's more so of a unique beast. I'm definitely a. Uh, I'm definitely one of those. Uh, <laughs> so at, at Paradigm, these dudes at Paradigm, they have a tweet out there. Hey, uh, at Paradigm, we often talk to investors and institutions approaching Bitcoin for the first time. Never before have we seen more interest in Bitcoin as a digital companion to gold. Now, I haven't heard that term before. Digital This is how we explain Bitcoin to the open-minded skeptic. Okay, and they link they link to uh, a pamphlet they give out. You can read it too. It's a pretty good explanation if you're an open-minded skeptic. Now, I wonder if these people that are, these institutions and investors that are coming to them right now, how many of the people, real when they start talking about gold and Bitcoin comparisons, how many people really think it's a digital companion? Like, Okay, I've got some gold, and now I want to have something that's like gold, that's digital, and then I'll just sit them over here, and they'll be friends, and they'll be companions, and you know. So I have both. I'll have the digital version of gold, and I'll have the real version of gold. And how many people are thinking, wait a second, this is a, this is not a digital companion. This is a digital replacement. I mean, that's the way I think of it as a digital replacement. I do not think of it as a, as a digital companion at all. Uh, it, it's that you want the best. You want 2.0, baby. You want gold 2.0. Why would you keep the old gold? 
It's a digital replacement. I think many people, maybe after reading that pamphlet, maybe after thinking about it, maybe they came into it saying, hey, this is a digital companion. I can have both. I can have the old. I can have the new. They're going to transform into it's a digital replacement. They're going to uh, evolve into a digital replacement. And, and what I meant to say before, I'm very animated. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word animated. Uh so, so if someone's walking by, they're going to see this animated dude. Uh, <laughs> but hey, it's a B-shirt, Bitcoin. Okay, so there we go. I, I'm glad Paradigm has a lot of people in. I don't care why you're interested in Bitcoin, okay? As, if you're interested in Bitcoin, you think it's a companion, and you're, you're going out there, and you got some money to blow, uh, that's good. You, uh, you'll learn, and you'll eventually evolve into the digital replacement. I, I, I believe more and more people will go... If they think it's a digital companion, a term I had never heard before, they will evolve into digital replacement. So uh, we, we also have uh, a tweet from River Financial that says, or someone saying, uh, we representing River Financial, we've seen a we've seen record signups this week at River Financial. Many of these people are buying their first Bitcoin with us. Very exciting to see. So there, Paradigm, River Financial. We're this is this is good news. This is good news. People are interested in it for whatever reasons. Maybe maybe they were triggered by the halving, et cetera, et cetera. The more the merrier. Let's let's get more people into this thing, baby. So here's something technical for you atomic swap people. It's called succinct atomic swap. How to perform an atomic swap in merely two or three transactions instead of four. This is a YouTube, a technical YouTube video out there, okay? You can watch it, and uh, it's linked to below. Watch you, you tech freaks out there that want to. You haven't heard about atomic swap, swaps for a while. Well, there you go. Now we talked about River Financial. Let me uh, pound that like button and see if uh, people have questions over here. Because I did say if you had questions, I have answers. And we've got people. Hello, hello. Hello. All right. I, hi, Adam. It's nice to see you. Yes, it's, it's nice to see you guys. Hey, here's a question. Cass just said, uh, maybe for the B, God, let me, maybe for the Beyond Bitcoin, but do you own so few things that you can take everything you own with you when moving from Airbnb? That's the point, dude. Yeah, I, I only, I live out of a suitcase. Yes, I live out of a suitcase. I do. There's a few things I have in storage. There's stuff I have in storage. There's clothing I have in storage. But I don't own a car. I don't own a house. Um, I did nothing. I own a laptop. That's uh, that's a, that that weighs something. So th there's there's and I've I've talked about this before. I mean, you gotta possessions. I <laughs> I forgot Elon Musk said this, and I was going to talk about this in a Beyond Bitcoin. It's a great line. Possessions are an attack vector. Pound that like button. I love that. I I, I really. I really love that. Possessions are in it. So I don't have that many possessions. So I don't have that many attack vectors. Uh, again, if you own a house, you can get sued. The kingdom come, come okay? And it, it's probably not very fun, is it? Um, if you own a car and you crash into something, you can get sued. Uh, There's other things. I own TVs, all this nonsense. No, I live off of that, that suitcase that's been in the Meister family for freaking 20 years, okay? It's, it, it's falling apart almost. Uh, I live off of that from one air. That's as much as I bring with me, and I have stuff in my backpack too. So that's that's how I travel from country to country, from from state to state, from Airbnb to Airbnb. It's it's great, and 
still don't know where I'm going to be after I make my little pit stop in Baltimore on June the 1st. Still taking suggestions. I've got, I'm doing this show early today so I can do some, I'm ordering a new laptop, by the way. This laptop I've had since the beginning of 2017, which is ridiculous uh, in a way, even for a guy who saves as much as I do it, and I, I don't buy a, a thing. It's it's getting to the ridiculous point that I've had this laptop uh, since the beginning of 2017. It's, it's an old school laptop. And uh, I, I can definitely make fun of myself for that. I mean, you got it. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. I'm going to get a better laptop, guys. Uh, I, I need one. It's, it's, you know, it's taking a risk when you have a laptop that this, that's this old and has had problems in the past. You don't need this thing breaking down on you when you're in, in L.A. or wherever I may be. Idaho, who knows? Okay. And I did have this break. This exact laptop broke down on me when I was in Bergen, Norway in 2018. And I got pretty lucky that I was able to fix, get it fixed from a very, very nice person. Okay. Moving on. Look at this. I, this is my favorite. Uh, it's a little cool. I think it must be cool outside today. Again, I haven't walked outside yet because I can wear my long sleeve in here. It got a little, little cooler. Oh, you've got to love the breeze coming off the ocean. Although the ocean is relatively far away, it's still relatively close compared to like if you're in the Midwest or something like that. And the thing about the weather on the West Coast, you if there's an ocean breeze, it feels different than a mountain breeze. Oh, it's so, it's so nice. It's so much different. East Coast is just humidity. <laughs> By the time you get to June, it's humidity. Baltimore, humidity. That's that's the only weather. You can't that you can't differentiate between the, the weather. It's humidity here. Well, that's an ocean breeze. Or oh, the sun is bearing down on me. Or it's coming from the mountains. Oh, it's 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 a pleasure. The West Coast weather-wise is a pleasure in terms of uh, the the bootlicking and the government, uh, the fascism here. It's not too good. It's not too good. But hey, I'm defiant. I'm out there every day. Anyone can be defiant. But the ones that are the, the leaders here are seem to be more, more sociopathic. And, and pe some people here are just, there's a certain segment of the population that just worships them, blindly worships them. But there are rebels here. Keep, keep on being defiant. Check out my link below of me being defiant on the streets of LA. Okay. Took a little detour there from what I was planning on talking about. Move it. But that's, the, that's, that's what you get on the Bitcoin Meister show. You get a freaking unique beast. So let's talk about JP Morgan because that's what you guys came here. So many of you are just, you know, very paranoid about JP Morgan. Think that they're the devil, blah, 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 blah. Well, what, what, we, what we do know is that J.P. Morgan, uh, the, the outward face of J.P. Morgan, was not too cool in terms of Bitcoin, but they evolved. So here is a, a quote. Why is J.P. Morgan doing this? Well, I'm going to say what they're doing. Customer demand equals money. They see the trends. It may be hard to believe now, but for a short time in the early mid-90s, large banks were also skittish about taking any business from internet-related companies because of because the net was seen as shady. So Coinbase and Gemini can now do business with uh, JP Morgan. They're the first major bank to step up and say, we're going to do business. We're not freaked out by doing business with Cryptocurrency, Bitcoin-related companies. They apparently, if you if you run a, a Bitcoin company, even if it's as big as Gemini and Coinbase, you have a hard time establishing a, a banking relationship. Uh, and there's certain smaller banks uh, that 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 obviously they have banks that deal with them already. Okay, the Winklevi and uh, 
and Coinbase. But this is big. This is a, this is a big bank, and they've changed their tune. And it's only like this guy said. It's a, it's a matter of money. It's cu- it's customer demand. You, they're going to be making money off of this, okay? Um, and they're they're learning. Just like in the we look back on the internet that there were companies. I, I don't want to. There were banks that didn't want to do business with internet businesses because they thought they were shady. That's that's laughable now. And so this is going to become laughable if you're watching this in 2030. Uh, you're probably saying, well, the banks didn't do, the big banks didn't do business with the cryptocurrency companies. They didn't, but now they do. Uh, historically, it has been difficult for cryptocurrency exchanges to secure reliable banking relationships for fear of fraud and money laundering, something that has led them to rely on sketchy payment processors instead. All right, so there you go. Uh, JP Morgan, you vilify them. They're doing business now. They're, they're, they're and it, it, yeah, it's it's about the money. Respect the money. They respect the money. They they're they want they know they can make money off of this. Uh, it's not uh, it it's it's particularly significant not just because J.P. Morgan's staunch stance against cryptocurrencies in the past, but because they could open avenues for better better banking relationships for Bitcoin companies going forward. And and it does. Yeah, yes, they they were outward facing at least they were staunch. They seem to be against cryptocurrencies. I don't know internally what they were doing, uh, but this does open up the possibilities for all sorts of people. Soon you'll, there'll be people like, oh, I, I, my company, we deal with, we, we deal with Bank of America. For me, for me, I hope that we get to a point where you don't even have to, if you, if you truly value your wealth in Bitcoin, you don't really need to touch a fiat right now. But if you're in exchange, obviously the whole word exchange, you're exchanging fiat for crypto. Uh, these gamblers love that. We're going to talk about that in a second. So yeah, we're going to talk about that right now. CoinDesk article by the great, great Zach Vol. Stable coin supply breaks $10 billion as traders demand dollars over Bitcoin. So no shock that the impulsive traders value their wealth in dollars. They love the, the being stable coins. It, it, helps them, uh, it helps them go back and forth, back and forth between... Uh, Altcoins and and maybe sometimes Bitcoin and you know making their penny at a time doing their gambling thing lose mostly losing these guys are losing but yeah so stable coins are more more and more people are demanding state stable coins they're putting putting their money into it so more being printed apparently and people are paying for them maybe and uh, they're not just being printed out of thin air maybe who knows but d- definitely the the market cap has grown to. That's a big, nice, big round number because they're the gamblers. Hey, they find value in it. That's I'm fine with it. I'm cool with it. They're impulsive about it. They, they impulsive gamblers. For me, I'm valuing my wealth in Bitcoin over the long term. I don't, I don't care what the wealth, the, what the dollar is, what it's worth in dollars, and how. Again, you know, you value your wealth in your stable coins. Pay your. Pay your taxes over and over and over again for your short-term capital gains nonsense to the U.S. government. Do, do, do what you're going to do. You, you, you play in there once you – I mean once you touch that dollar, dude, once you touch that – even the stablecoin dollars, again, the stablecoin dollars is – most of the stablecoin dollars – or not most, a, a, a big hunk of it is not Tether, okay? It's whatever they have on Gemini. And you better darn believe if you're going back and forth between what, what is it? They have USD coin there that they're going to tell your buddy, the IRS, that, you know, you went from dollars to Bitcoin, dollars to Bitcoin. And this is what you owe your, your buddy, the, the IRS now. And that's just 
that that's when you play in the dollar realm, you play by their rules. You and then when you're if you value your wealth in Bitcoin, you don't touch the dollars, then you don't worry about the, the, the dollar rules. But hey, people, they don't. I, mean, I don't think everybody thinks this out. All these trade, they're impulsive traders. I call them gamblers and impulsive. Obviously, I I don't think they're thinking too much over there about the uh, implications. But every time, usually by the end of the year, you start hearing people talking about them the tax implications that they didn't know about. Oh, what is this short-term capital gains? Okay, so th th there you go. Hey, by the way, remember at the end of the show, click on the square, click on the square. So speaking about, you know, to see, uh, it, it pops up a show that, a recent show of mine. So just keep on checking out more shows, disruptmeister.com. Now, uh, finally, we're going to talk about this Telegram stuff. And my, my lord, I, I, I am not getting into that they had law proceedings, legal proceedings uh, with the SEC trying to follow their rules because they sort of had an ICO where they issued a token and they're giving up on their gram tokens now. They've had enough about it. They've had enough. They, they've had enough of dealing with the SEC and the government. They don't want to do it. I guess they think they're going to fail or, well, here we go. Nick Carter says, this is Nick Carter's conclusion. Now, remember, Nick Carter is a dude who... He doesn't like ICOs. He likes he, – I'm not going to put words in the guy's mouth, but he's he's not an enemy of, of regulation. He thinks people need to be protected uh, by Big Brother, I guess. But he, here we go. After the ICO bust, he says, many VC funds bet heavily on the legal theory that issuers could still sell coins to retail investors if it was distributed – not by the team, but by early investors on a secondary market. That theory suffered a devastating blow today. Now, if you read the whole thread, some people, there's at least one person in there that says, no, 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 uh, this is not the end of this uh, walk around for ICOs, this, this way of uh, doing an ICO without really doing an ICO. Uh, for me, dude, why can't companies just issue the darn tokens? This is where the big boys play. Personal responsibility is new counterculture. So, you know, seeing all the spam about Graham token telegram, I think it's nonsense. I think, but let them, they should be able to do their nonsense and people should be able to buy their nonsense. But they gave up. They, they had enough of the SEC. Some people think, oh, it's great that the SEC is regulating this, and defining what's the security and what's not a security. Come on, man. I, I think one day we'll all look back and say, like, ooh, we. The government defined what 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 money was, what a security. Companies weren't allowed to do print their own money. It's you know, why did we why did we listen to the government? Why did we? So I mean, now you go. You, you do have to listen to the government. They can come to your house and arrest you if you if you do an ICO. I'm not I'm not suggesting that anyone do that. Uh, but I I will say this. I think more voices who talk about how ridiculous this is, and more people who are defiant and uh, will suggest defiance and say like, no, this is ridiculous. I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think ICOs are, you, you could call them whatever you want to call them. I think people should be able to do them. I think companies should be able to print their own money. And this is where the big, let people learn on their own. If it was total nonsense, if it was a total scam. I mean, they have the option to gamble. I mean, plenty of people love to gamble, obviously from the popularity of stable coins and tether and people do that. Or you have the option to go to the real thing, Bitcoin. 
So let, let people choose. This is we're grown-ups here. We're grown-ups. So there you go. Telegram uh gave up on their, their fight with the SEC, apparently. Uh, but maybe others will in, in the future. And hey, I'm just saying get get your Bitcoin. But Bitcoin, you don't have to worry about all this nonsense. But uh and it is the real thing, but people should be able to innovate any way they want to in this space. It's the freaking golden age where we're living in, as I said yesterday, we're living in contrasting times where we have people trying to do creative things like this. And at the same time, we have this whole new huge population of people who are scared to do anything and are locking themselves in their house. Who, who, do, you, who do you like? Who, who do you sway to? Who do you go toward? The, the people that are actually doing something and you don't have to buy what they're doing. Or the people who are just scared and locking themselves in their houses. All right, pound that like button. Let me just uh, check before I go on my walk here if anybody else had any more questions. All right. Uh, I'd rather hold stable coins than the fiat dollar, someone says. Except the thing is if you've got the, uh, the stable coins, there's some of them that can be clawed back, I believe, uh, and they could go to zero very suddenly. <laughs> there, there are some cons to, to holding the stable coin uh, but, but interesting point there all right uh all right we got people saying stuff all right no no other questions over there uh yeah it's nice in la today someone says well i hope you're there all right stables are for horses say says jc yeah i agree with that that that's actually a good way of talking about hey dudes you're obsessed with your stable coin stables are for horses but one thing i will say Bitcoin is my stable coin. Pound that like button. Hey, I'll be back tomorrow. I'm the Bitcoin Meister. Subscribe to the channel. Do all that stuff that I usually say to do. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at TechBot. I'll say hi to you dudes in the chat right now. 